Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Rad Podcast. I am producer Brandon from the Rob Anybody Don Show, and I'm joined again today with our friends Melissa and Brent from Sac Spirit. Thank you for coming in again. Thank you. Thank you. Hello again. We've had a lot of FaceTime this week. Yes, we have. It's not a bad thing. I really like it. A lot of quality time. Exactly. Awesome. Very awesome. Um, and I, uh, we, we had you on for the Halloween show and recording this, uh, this episode just a little bit after you guys had been on the air with us. Yeah. Um, and you were just saying how swamped you've been. <laughs> what? So now you, before the Halloween show, you guys were booked all the way out till November of 2020. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Now, how far are you guys booked out to? Well, we don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet. Cause, uh, cause we, got we a have, bunch of messages. have about 50 emails to answer uh, after yesterday. Um, and my uh, the hotline at home started ringing about eight thirty this morning. Wow! Yeah, and we've got a lot of love, which is good, which and we like that. We want that. Yeah. But I'm just asking in, in a loving way for everyone to have so much patience <laughs> with me because I'm the one that answers most of the emails right. um, and the Facebook messages and all of that. So I'm going to try to dedicate some time, but that has to be fed kind of in between all of the actual cases we still have this weekend and, yeah. and through the next week and all the readings I have and, and all of that. So I'm going to do everything I can just to respond to everybody and it will probably more than likely push us into 2021. Well, of course. Yeah, so. easily. And what, yeah. uh, so what at this point... Um, when you get these 50 emails, how many of these do you think are going to be legitimate appointments? Are they going to be just phone readings? Like right at the back, can you tell um, how involved it's going to be? I haven't really even previewed most of them, so um, I'm not sure. A couple of them look like, and I did actually, I did answer a couple that just wanted like a link to our um, house blessing document or okay. simple things. So some of them will be triaged out as just real simple stuff. They just want some information or resources. Um, so I think, you know, a few of them I'll be able to do that way, but I have no way of really knowing if they're just phone readings, mm-hmm. I might be able to fit them in on the calendar year next year nice. that that would probably still work. But if they want an in-person or if they're, um, some travel involved, it, it could push it out a little ways. Um, and if they, here's the other thing about it too. If they need a referral to other services, um, maybe something beyond what we do, or if they need help right away, then I can, um, I can get them information. I can get them our cleansing document, their the grounding and aura protection. I can do little mini email consults just to kind of tide them over. And if they do need um, a community resource, we have a list of trusted people that we would want to refer them to and that we are comfortable um, recommending out there because I don't want people just jumping into the Google cave and mm-hmm. ending up with somebody who's going to get them all goofed up. I, picking a random person they might have seen on the news. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, yeah some, something like that could really lead someone down a, a, a dangerous rabbit hole. So I would prefer them still contact us. Everybody can still email a message. I will respond and they will get um, help one way or the other um, if they come to us. Very cool. And also a lot of those documents can be found at sacspirit.com, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All that stuff is already available. Yeah, it's all it's all on there. Um, most of it, I think there's like the paranormal help articles and a couple other places. Um, we actually have to schedule some time with Tech to You to figure out how to streamline some of our, uh, our, our links and our pages to make it really super user friendly. But God willing, you know, we well, got we got we got to work that into the non-existent budget. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're definitely the right people to go to to, to help take care of all that stuff. Yeah, so. we're looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, so, 
after your visit on the Halloween show, there was a uh, outpouring of emails that we couldn't get to on the on the live show just because there was so much going on. And every time you guys visit the show, it's always so compelling, and it just seems to elicit a huge reaction and response to uh, what you guys do. It's very humbling. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun though. I mean, it's yeah. really cool because it feels like it's the, the the stigma of the paranormal and energy work is is starting to uh, break away a little bit, and it's becoming a little bit more mainstream and it's not so much the parlor tricks and the the yeah. you know the the clea the 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 fortune teller cleo <laughs> or cleo. cleo thank you <laughs> um you know it's not all all a bunch of scams and that's that's yeah. one thing that i really do appreciate about working with you guys is you just genuinely want to help people and that's that's just the best um so i have a, a big stack of papers here and i think i'm going to go through uh, various categories um maybe we could pick which category we want to start with. Sure. Um, my lovely wife, uh, Mrs. Brandon, went through and kind of organized all of these into particular orders that might be more interesting, might be uh, more uh, geared towards certain categories. So the categories are... Are we on one of two? <laughs> uh, <yeah>. No, <laughs> we're not. No, no, no. Uh, like one of six or something. <laughs> yeah, there's actually uh, five choices here. So well, there you go. Um, we go general, which could be spirits, dream visits, etc. Um, there's pets, religion, precognition, astral projection. Uh, that those are both in the same one, and possession. Which one would you guys want to start with? Do you have a preference? I. Don't have a preference. Let's, let's get religion out of the way because that's a big one. Okay, all right. It's color coded here, so we're gonna go to red. Here we go. She color coded. Yeah, look at that. Everything. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Oh my god. This category, and then you know, I, I just go straight so to the pot. She is like the best thing ever in the whole world. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> she all right. So this one is from. Uh, yeah, she didn't say, or he didn't say they wanted their name to be withheld. This is from Taylor. I wonder if the evil people on earth who don't learn and are able to grow and move to the light eventually reemerge into evil in another form on earth because energy can never be destroyed. Maybe the reason we will always have evil people on earth just thought of that. Who knows? Hmm. Do you think that evil is just something that just circulates over and over again? Huh. Do you have a thought on that, dear? <laughs> I, I do a little bit. I mean, that goes back to a little bit of what we were talking about yesterday. Um, the thought of school uh, or lessons, life lessons that we get at the end of this incarnation in our in our meat suits. Um, we get to do the life review and kind of go to school. And it, it's sort of a given that some people's school is going to be longer than others. You know, if you're Mother Teresa, they just go through the checklist and send you on your way. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, but how many times did she go to school? <laughs> right, exactly. You know, you've got to think about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you, and I always, in fact, in, in my novel at one point, I, uh, I actually define evil as the subjugation of free will. Um, it's as good of a definition as i've ever heard any, anywhere else not you know just uh, it's just something i came up with and i think it's a good definition of what we think of as evil um so if you do that to other other people uh, especially without cause then you're going to have to review that and learn that and the idea is for you to go on and learn from that um if can you make the same mistake twice? Uh, if that's Taylor's question, absolutely you can, mm -hmm. and you're going to keep and you're going to keep at it until you do learn the lesson. So you go back and be like, you didn't learn it this time. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Try again. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that you know Taylor might be talking about somebody like a Ted Bundy that yeah. just might be going um, over and over again on a loop. Well, but, I mean, how that and maybe that soul doesn't actually come back into a human incarnation. Yeah. Um, in another lifetime maybe they literally have to stay over into whatever 
hell or darkness they've built for themselves and created for themselves and they stay there until they figure it out and they don't get another shot to be in a meat suit until they learn a few things and and get you know get the memo um but again we've encountered a lot of darker energies that Mm. are um on the other side and so yeah if they are not learning and they stay in that darkness they will continue to inflict um harm on on a spiritual level to living humans so that does happen but i i kind of think that they they don't get necessarily a free chance to just keep revolving into new bodies until mm-hmm. they really get the memo. Yeah, let's go with a nuclear example of uh, Adolf Hitler. His his lessons that he needs to learn is probably going to go to I would I don't want to say the end of time, but <laughs> but his school is pretty much never ending. Mm-hmm. So before he he did so much damage in this world that he that he his soul has almost an unimaginable amount to learn before he would be allowed to be reincarnated that's that's the theory that's the idea anyways i just imagine hitler in in hell uh getting a pineapple shoved up his ass over and over (laughs) you know that sounds about right yeah right (laughs) i hope we answered taylor's question maybe a cactus right (laughs) both (laughs) there you go All right, this one is from No Name. About two years ago, my paternal grandmother passed away. Since that time, I have had several dreams about my grandmother where she and I are walking and talking. She usually She's usually in different stages of health. She passed away from cancer. My question is that my grandmother was Catholic, and I don't believe she supported this type of mumbo and jumbo. <laughs> I'm all about it. Just wondering if that ever came up. Should I be respectful of my grandmother's beliefs or since she's gone, say, screw it and try and get an appointment with Melissa 18 years from now when she has an opening? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about what their beliefs are. I mean, if they feel comfortable with receiving an intuitive reading, um, knowing that I don't control the other side, that I don't control the dead, I can't guarantee that um, her soul will come through. Um but I can help. I can provide some sort of healing or help and just guidance. Uh, it's not against religious beliefs. I mean, I'm you know I'm the metaphysical Christian on you know on the team. I'm the one that would believe closest to her grandmother's practice. Um, and I've served plenty of Catholic families because I do take into account the sensitivity of it. They do believe in the Holy Spirit. They actually believe in a lot of the the stuff, but they're also very careful Mm -hmm. about how you engage it which is why i do take it seriously and i do treat it with love i do treat it with respect um and i have been you know i I ripped myself into little pieces thinking i was kind of you know pushing the envelope with my my religious beliefs and i had to talk to a lot of the pastors um in my own denomination like am i doing what i'm supposed to be doing and they said as a matter of fact if you don't do this you're kind of thumbing your nose at God hmm. because this is a gift you were given. You're supposed to use it. You're supposed to help people and bring that light into the world. I, I feel like, you know, we all have a, a task. We're all being worked through, whether you call it source, uh, the light, the healer, you know, God, universe, um, universe yeah. you know, um, every religion's got a different name or, you know, it's you don't have to worry so much about the name yeah it's we're here to help each other and those of us that are doing that healing work um you just you got to keep doing it so yeah they should they should try to book an appointment and yes it will be a while 18 years oh man (laughs) i believe we shed some of those mortal definitions some of those i should say earthly definitions of uh of i don't say want to say religion but of just of spirituality i think that those are 
uh, those are definitions that we've come up with ourselves to understand Man-made. things. And we kind of shed some of those. We shed some of those on the other That's side. True. I think I love your I love your model of the seven lanes. Yeah, yeah. I have this theory, and and I don't know that it's one hundred percent. You know, that everyone's going to kind of get on board with it, but it's something that um, I've talked, I've seen, and I've felt, and that I've talked to uh, my my chiropractor about because hmm. um, she's very open minded. She's Catholic, but also kind of Wiccan. She's she's a sort of a strange mix. <laughs> uh, very fascinating lady. Well, expect no less in your crowd. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and there's these lanes that um, it's almost like gates into Disneyland. And one lane you'll see Jesus, and one lane you'll see, you know, Ganesha, and you know, and you'll see Buddha, and like all these different lanes, um, and they all get to a higher vibrational resonance. Some people will call it heaven. Some people will call it, you know, the multiverse. I mean, there's all these different planes of, of existence. So you get into one of these Disneyland lanes, mm. but you're all still moving towards healing, light peace happiness splash mountain yeah exactly <laughs> you know you get your get your popcorn and cotton candy and and mm. you get somewhere you know positive so trying to force a face or a name or the proper words we're just we're doing the best that we can with the information we have as human beings but once we let go of some of that and just have that beautiful open-mindedness that the universe is so much bigger and more diverse than we realize mm-hmm. um True healing can happen for both us here on the planet and for all the souls that move into those next vibrational planes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't try to force people into a path, a lane, a belief, or tell them where they're for sure going to go because um, none of us have the answers. Um, but I really feel like it's about just being as good of a person as you can. I like that seven lane uh, example just mm-hmm. because it, it also it also helps you realize that even though every religion is so vastly different in their beliefs and their morals, mm-hmm. um, ultimately they're all just trying to get to the same place. Yeah. And do that, that state of peace and state of happiness. Correct. If you've ever seen the movie, the, the Albert Brooks movie, Defending Your Life, I think that's a really lighthearted, uh, comical, uh, and just really meant to be a, 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 just a, a fun and, and sort of comedy, but it's a kind, kind of that lighthearted representation of how, kind of how I think it might actually work. Hmm. Um, and it's an interesting movie, and it's, it's not to me- really meant to be serious. It's, it's kind of a comedy, but the overall structure is there, and I, I, the, the lanes are actually I, I, yeah. in, to, in, are actually in that oh, movie. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> actually, the lanes are actually in that movie, and um, it, I believe it's Meryl Streep and Albert Brooks, which is a strange oh, nice. pairing anyways. Um, it's, it's worth a look. It's a, I've always remembered that movie, and it's, it's always like, well, nobody's going to believe it, but that's actually the way it works. <laughs> it might be. That would be. It would be fascinating if it was. How do we know? But it resonated, anyways. Yeah, I'll check that out. All right, the next one is from uh, Micaiah. They say, not to get too biblical on you, but Sac Spirit, are you open to the possibility that you may be misled by demons? Wow. I know that you use holy water. So, do you believe in the Bible? If so, there's a scripture that says, when you die, you're aware of nothing. Your consciousness of uh, Hold on a second. <laughs> if so, there's a scripture that says, when you die, you're aware of nothing. You're conscious of nothing. You have no love and no hate when you're dead. Hmm. I don't know. So, I mean, I am not a biblical scholar. Um, I do have a person in my community that um, her her PhD is in theology and in New Testament studies. So, heck, I'd probably have to take that email and ask her some of it. But, yes, I do believe in a lot of the Bible. Um 
but I'm also very metaphysical. So much of it to me is more lessons and positive stories that help guide us and lead us into just positive ways of being. And some of it's historical. I mean, there are so many things in there that are just historical fact, you know, that things of battles and wars and horrible things that have happened. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do believe in some of that, of course, um, as a person of faith. But some people take the Bible super, super literal, and then they take the scripture, and then they beat people over the head with it. Yeah, um, whether that sounds like what he's and, trying to get at. Yeah, and it kind of and it kind of worries me a little bit because then you, those are the people I actually think that are missing the mark. Yeah, they're missing the main message of the Bible is just love, like. Jesus taught all about love and caring for one another and accepting them, you know, the prostitutes, the taxpayers. He he would have meals with everyone. Nobody was left out. Um, that's what we're supposed to kind of do no matter what lane you're in, you mm-hmm. know, is to just don't leave people out. Try to embrace everybody. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that um, – I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that the Bible is – reading the way he is expecting it to or maybe he's interpreting it to and as far as being misled by demons i think that could be something that anybody should be afraid of sure um i don't care what religion you are uh, but because you guys dabble in the in the actual science of it and you're actually putting yourself into positions where there might be more demons present yeah maybe you're more susceptible to it it's a risk factor but who else is going to help these people yeah these people are already being tormented by the demonic entity potentially who else is going to go into their home and help them i mean we're we're obligated because we have the knowledge we have the tools yes i have the holy water i've got the blessed altar dirt but i've also got all the native american and the creole and all these other different methods of cleansing and healing that Mm -hmm. come from so many cultures religions and and beliefs um I think I'm supposed to go in there and, and try to do something. What am I going to do? Say, oh, sorry about your luck. Have a nice day. Hope the demon doesn't, you know, torment your children too much. Christ be with you. Yeah, no. right. <laughs> I know. I, I appreciate the open-ended way he asked the question. Do we do we make room for that? We make room for every possibility, but the sim- the simple answer to his question is no. Um, you know, we do bring the objectivity of science to this so that we can objectively document it with with numbers, math, and and science and meters that meters that read quantifiable energy fields. So, so we bring that to it so that we know that it's not just something that in our heads that we're dealing with that this that this is real energy. And I would just to play the the devil's advocate for <laughs> for, uh-huh. for, for, for a lack of a better term, you know, if that were the case, you know, if we we're being misled by some sort of demonic energy, then why does Melissa get called these names on these demonic cases that we go to over a device that put, that that uh, only truncates the AM FM airways? So on the AM and FM bands, you can't say the the C word uh, or the F word, and she gets called names on these demonic cases all the time. She says, "Well, I'm going to cleanse you out of here tonight," and as the podcast so we can guess a little bit but <laughs> but you know it'll, you know she'll say i'm gonna cleanse you out of here tonight and it'll say on the spirit box try it bitch really you know oh yeah we've had multiple cases like that so if if that were the case then why is melissa getting threatened by them and uh and, well you've got a pirate radio station following you around right oh, oh, sure. of course right. and yeah. why, why, do, why do these families why do these families call us a month later and said say you've given a, us our home back you've given, a, given us our lives back we're not fooling ourselves mm-hmm. these people are telling us that we saved them you yeah. know and, and as rob himself has said you know in the end of, at the end of the day it's all about the results it's mm-hmm. all about these people feel better these people mm-hmm. have got their lives back and their homes back and so i i don't see i think if you look at the big picture that you'll see, you'll see that uh, 
we're, we're on the we're on what he would call the straight and the narrow. Yeah, we're uh, doing the work. Yeah, yeah. and I, I wish that he would have cited that that uh, scripture. Maybe that would have helped us. Yeah, it would have helped us have some, have some reference. But I mean, I'm willing to take that message to my uh, my biblical scholars and I'll set this aside for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can give give her uh, a little bit of insight. You know, and she could do some research and let me know. But I honestly think that I'm called to do this work. Um, this is this is the path that I was put on the planet mm-hmm. for. So. I'm simply not going to stop because too many people need help. I'm don't, glad you brought up the, the I'm sorry, go ahead, Brent. I'm sorry. No, I'm go right. ahead. Uh, don't quote me, but I think that quote might be from the end of Daniel. Hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a paraphrased at best. Mm. <laughs> That's usually what, what happens. I mean, we could go into every part of the Bible that is taken out of context that, and is used to abuse women or people of different orientation and how they're all done very wrong and that's not actually yeah it's not yeah. it's not what the bible actually says right. the if you if you look at what jesus said about homosexuality you want to know what he says absolutely nothing right right it's not referenced and all the stuff in the old testament that's referenced is taken out of context and not put into historical perspective it's not bashing people in loving consensual adult relationships yeah and a lot of the bible is, is made up of he said he said he mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. he said yeah. oh and and they just magically appeared out of nowhere somewhere thousands of years ago yeah. it's been interpreted multiple right. times mm-hmm. oh, by sure. different kings certain kings mm-hmm. would omit things that they didn't like or put yeah. things in that they did they wanted to like and then so you get the you know all the different versions up to the king james version yeah and it's a big game of telephone. Yeah, exactly. A lot, a lot of stuff is lost, which is why the thing that I take out of my faith the most, and that I cling to the most, is just the love. Yeah, that's the yeah. part that matters to me. I yeah. agree. All right, so I think that does it for the religious pile. Yeah, no, which is good. That's yeah. a that's a hard pile. I mean, <laughs> and, people uh, do get kind of <laughs> creeped out about it, and they they think well, you're a really weird team. You've got a sort of halfway metaphysical Christian. You've got a spiritualist. You've got a Buddhist. What's wrong with you people? Uh, I, am, I embrace. <laughs> you guys are like a coexist sticker. Yes, right, we are. <laughs> exactly. I, I embrace uh, many of the the religions of love of the of the world. Um, and but having that, you know, having said that, as part of the research for what we do, I have read the the uh, King James Bible cover to cover twice, uh, just, okay. just as part of part of the research. And <laughs> and you're very familiar with it as well. So if that quote's not the quote from the earlier question isn't from Daniel, then it's from John. I think it's from one of the two. I can't remember, mm-hmm. I can't remember which. But oh, don't um, worry, we'll get some red <laughs> penners. That, yeah, yeah right, right, absolutely. But um, but yeah, you know, we we are familiar with it. But it's just uh, the world's bigger than that, man. Yeah. All right, let's move on to possessions. Oh, oh good. No oh boy. <laughs> just go one to the other. I just watched uh, The Conjuring last night. Um, oh. That's the one about uh, oh, Ed and Lorraine uh, mm-hmm. Warren who went to the uh, the Perry yep. house. Yeah, it's so funny that you say that because the Ghost Adventures special, uh, the Halloween special last night, was an investigation of that very house. Oh, really? Yep. I, yeah. was, I was halfway watching it while I was Facebooking <laughs> last night. Did, so. they, did they find anything at the house? Is there any residuals? Uh, there, the, yeah. it's, it's not good. It's, oh, it, wow. it ain't okay. Yeah, it's an excellent movie. I mean, it's obviously it's a it's a dramatic interpretation of how everything yeah. went down. But man, it, it's just such a good movie. Um, and I'm only saying that because it's related to the possessions. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen yeah. The Conjuring, you should check it out. It's good. Um, this is from Janelle. She says, I want to start by saying that my grandmother, mother and myself are extremely empathic. I have contacted Sac Spirit before about a situation I was having while living outside of Virginia City. I've had a demonic, demonic, demonic. I've had a demonic spirit that has followed me since childhood. To make the story really short, I have experienced unexplained scratches and experienced uh, 
uh, yeah, the stretch and spirits throughout my life. The worst was when we were living in tribal territory. Again, I have to really shorten the story, but the situations I've been through are more than real. And I guess those who have never really been through it find it uh, very hard to believe. I've had a shaman come and cleanse spaces multiple times, as well as have a priest cleanse and protect and bless my home. Sac Spirit sent me tons of information after explaining the full situation to them through email. Excuse me. Uh, I cleansed the last space I live in, followed their directions. After cleansing the space, our house sale went into contract 10 times and fell through. Mm. We are finally in contract again and hopefully closing soon. My question is, even if I banish the negative spirits from the home, can they still attach to me again in the future? Mm. Again, this has been going on since I was five from uh, the Bay Area to Reno to Dayton and now back to Reno. This has affected myself, my family, my business partner and mine and uh, my husband's health. Sorry this is so long. Love you guys. You're the best. Mm. <clears throat> well, you know, so, yeah, obviously we do try to provide people with the the information, the documents, the resources. Um Sometimes, I mean, obviously, when it comes to things like house sales and, and those things, honestly, it's a really tumultuous financial time. You know, sales fall through. Not all of it is going to be paranormal. We're very much about the science of things, too. I mean, there are logical, normal reasons um, why just bad luck is happening to certain places. <laughs> um, but if there's a lot of heavy energy, sometimes you need to hit it with a multitude of different angles. And something that I've learned um, through my mentor is that some places no house should ever have been built or maybe mm -hmm. the, the land is, you know, got a bad energy or a problem that, yes, you can sort of temporarily clear out energy, but there's the potential for the space to never be 100% perfect. Um, and as far as um, entities attaching to you and following you, if they are dark or demonic, yes, they absolutely can uh, keep following you, keep going wherever you're going, um, home to home throughout your life. And that could require the interaction of um, somebody even beyond our, our uh, ability, you know, whether it's a, a, a full exorcism of a person or some sort of form of deliverance um that type of stuff may be necessary and so um licensed trained demonologists um that are approved and recognized in the field and or um ordained ministers or priests or pastors that have the approval and protection to perform rites of exorcism things like that they may need something a little higher grade and it also depends how they did the cleansings too sometimes people will you know miss one little variation in the step you know that they, oh they they did everything but they forgot to open the window mm. or you know or they they only use sage which is not good enough for a demonic entity quite frankly you need oh. heavier level stuff it it really depends what you're using and a lot of other factors so there's so many variables there uh that i can't unequivocally say why they were having so much trouble but it sounds like maybe the house is finally selling which Maybe they finally got the right mixture of <laughs> some burnables and, and, and smudgables and holy water and all of that. Um, but if she's worried about herself and she has been trying to cleanse and bless herself, she might want to seek um, seek out a, a clergy of some kind. Do you guys have any sort of connection to any certified demonologists or someone who could perform those would, types of things? I would say a go little, to yeah. I would say go to the church of your choice is the safest bet. Okay. There's a lot of people out there with internet certificates that allow them to marry people, and they abuse those certificates and do. You say those, they can they can do, exercise you or bless you and do these weird things. Do baptisms, yeah. None of that's good. That's you want to you, you want to go to the church of your choice, and um, it, it you know if 
if they do need a full-on exorcism and you're comfortable with the Catholic Church, one resource in Sacramento is the uh, uh, is the, the main diocese at uh, uh, St. Rose of Lima, and I believe the bishop's name there is uh, Bishop Soto. And uh, he will he will get you get you pointed in the right direction. May not do it himself, but he'll he he will point you to a parish that does this kind of work. Now I mentioned the Conjuring, and mm-hmm. they uh, the Warrens obviously they, they needed to get a, a hard evidence to yeah. prove that there was something going on. Yeah, that that is sort is of that the burden. still part of the process I here? I think it or? may be. It be yeah, yeah. sometimes the Catholic Church will say, "Well, we need to." They ask you a bunch of questions and try to vet it. And so a lot of people end up getting, you know, like, well, you know, this is not as urgent or maybe this doesn't meet their criteria for demonic, you know, activity. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you don't have to stay exactly in that lane, but, no. you, but you do need to do some research and some homework and really determine um, what kind of clergy you're comfortable with. There are other, um, other evangelical, churches, you know, um, and uh, um, some Protestant, you know, um, ministers, they will also get involved in this. But being under the protection of the church is what lets all of these different ones, even if they're not Catholic, it lets them perform a full rite of exorcism. And if something does go wrong, it prevents them from being sued. Um, or mm. Well, actually, one church did get sued and it got thrown out because they put it under the protection um, of religious freedom and that they were providing a service so they didn't have to pay out this you know, ungodly amount right, right. Um, for, you know, for, for class action lawsuit or something. Yeah. So yeah. Th- there's a lot of different hoops, but you know, if they want some of the resources, we can kind of help them out a little bit. We've got some ideas and, and some places um, speaking of the conjuring and also the ghost adventures episode um, it's uh, Carl and uh, Keith and what the heck is their last name? That was on there last night. Oh, you had to ask me that, didn't you? <laughs> I think it's Johnson. I'll, I'll have to look it up. They, but they they are both demonologists. Okay. And um, you can look them up. There is uh, Jeremy Leonard, um, who's the Cajun demonologist. He's out of Louisiana. But a lot of these places and these people can give you their other connections in the field. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and uh, Bishop Brian Ouellette, um is another one. Um, he's with the Holy Nicolaean Church. And they also could possibly point people in the right direction as well um, if they want an extra resource. It sounds like she's cursed to what? me. She's got something going Some, on. That something that, that Some juju. Yeah, there's some following problem. around since she was five. She left a lot of stuff out mm-hmm. because she wanted to shorten yeah. the story. Yeah. But it sounds like whatever is happening has been affecting her her whole life, and mm-hmm. it's also affecting the people around her. Yeah. Well, I agree that I think that you know that the house closing and in the sale is that's pretty much normal but there might be some bad luck dripping Mm -hmm. into that whole process but i mean what if she is cursed where does she is this is this where she goes to start is going to find somebody through the church to try to help with this Um, i mean if it depends what kind of curse it is i mean if it's a you know if it was something that was put on her family she may have to I mean, shamans are a good idea. She mentioned okay. she had some shamans. That's not that's not a bad idea at all. Um, religious leaders can be useful depending on her background, but it really there's all kinds of different layers. Um, but I I would encourage her to reach back out to us, and we can maybe give her some more yeah. information. Okay. Cool. Um, because I think that there's a few extra layers in there that um, curses are a weird thing. Because if she, it's been happening since she was five. Mm-hmm. It's not like she purposefully would have done anything or had a bad interaction with, you know, 
some some other you know like practitioner a witch's shoe or something yeah <laughs> like I, I don't see that like it's it's either something that was from the land where they originally lived or something something went wrong somewhere passed and on by maybe by a loved one it's that does we've does that heard happen? of that we have heard of that you know people mm. have or people in the family have been doing dark practices and yeah. then it falls off onto the innocent mm-hmm. um so any type of clearing cleansing energy work um, Reiki um, is also a great. Uh, That's a great mo- place to start. Modality, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Try basically when it comes to something like this, you really need to take a real strong, layered approach. It's not mm-hmm. going to be all you need to do is have one pinch of altar dirt and ta-da, you're better. <laughs> like it's it's going to be a layered approach with something that complex. And you're not going to go up to a church or or a clergyman that says it's going to take it seriously either, right? Unless there's profound evidence or there's a reason for them to believe them right off the bat. Like mm-hmm. they're, like you said, there's a vetting process. So it's not like they could just go anywhere and say, I need an exorcism, sign me up. They, they'll start yeah. the process. They, yeah, yeah the they, they would process. ask a lot yeah. of questions. You know, what what is your belief system? Um, do you drink regularly? Are you on drugs? Are you, you know, they're going to ask a lot of really uncomfortable, hard questions. Yeah. Um, but they need to know these things, sure, you know. Absolutely. Like, well, what's your background with mental illness? You know, they're going to want to know a lot of stuff mm-hmm. because they want to make sure that not only are you actually having the phenomena, but if they're trying to work on you and clear things, that you're not just going to do something and mess it all back up. Yeah, good point. All right, I, I hope that we can get her a little bit more help because that yes. sounds awful. No, it yeah. does. Awful way to live. Terrible. Uh, this is from anonymous. They say I've been wanting to email the Sex Spirit Gang for a while, but have consistently put it off. Growing up, I was sensitive to spirits, and they seemed attracted to me. I would see images in my head and could tell you where someone was, what they looked like, and what they were doing, as well as their general energy. It was fine for a lot of my life. The spirits would come and go and and held no malevolence toward me. But probably around age 12 or so, things started getting scary. I felt Uh, threatened. And is 12 like an age? When they hit puberty, the gift turns up a few notches. Really? Yeah. Okay. I felt threatened and afraid and began getting scratches and bruises. Scratches and bruises again. Mm, That's not good. It got so bad, my mom had the house blessed, which helped for a while, but things quickly became worse once again. Mm -hmm. As a teenager, I put up a block to what I used to be able to sense, and it helped. Things were no longer attracted to our home, and I stopped getting hurt. I'm 23 now, and over the years, I've tried on several occasions to remove that wall. As soon as I do, I start getting hurt and afraid again. I want to go back to my early childhood where I could sense spirits and, and they were kind to me. But at this point, I'm so afraid to take down that wall. I don't know if Melissa has any advice, but like I said, I've been meaning to send this email for a while Aww. and haven't yet been able to work up the courage. <sighs> yeah. She needs to learn to ground and protect her aura. Yeah, it's honestly something like that, it, being grounded, being bubbled, um, starting slow again. Absolutely. Because if you just, you know, rip all the walls down, all the bricks down, um, yeah, everything will come through the good, the bad, you know, the ugly, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be everything. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is you can't have your cake and eat it too. You, you know, you have to understand that with this gift comes a lot of responsibility and comes a lot of risk. So it's all about the protocol and laying that beautiful and perfect foundation before you keep moving forward. So being 
perfect at grounding, making sure you always can connect to source and clear yourself out, making sure you know protocols to bless yourself, cleanse yourself, do all of these things, um, making sure that you're great at different auric protection. Find out what auric protection works. Do crystals work for you? Do essential oils? Does smudging, you know, or adding all of these things? I do everything. I can't so. imagine that you learned all of that stuff overnight. Oh, no, no, per- no. Perfecting your, yeah. your routine and getting you into that space probably took many years. It took a long time. It took a long time. And I did the same exact thing. I tried to box it up, put it up in a little box and ignore my abilities. And I would have little experiences here and there. Like it was really profound when I was really young. Um, then like mm, junior high, high school years, I kept sensing things about people. I would know things. But I was so scared and embarrassed of my gift and feeling like I was going to be judged that I did create those walls. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, when I started to unpack my gift again, as it were, there was a whole process of, OK, well, now I'm overwhelmed. I, I, I feel like I can naturally give Reiki to people, but I'm not doing it in the right way. Like it's too much. Um, I'm sensing too many things. I'm having too many dreams. Like so, yeah, finding that perfect recipe, mm-hmm. it took um, meeting just the right people and bringing in just the right tools and the right protocol and gathering my toolbox. It's literally building a toolbox. You can't just have a hammer in there. You have to have a screwdriver and, you know, and a wrench. And, like, you have to put all the right things in your toolbox to do this work. So she shouldn't beat herself up. Yeah. I mean, be patient and take your time. But also take the take the time to put in the effort to build the proper foundation before, you know, she quote unquote reopens. While you were opening your box. Oh, wow. That yeah. didn't sound good. <laughs> Inappropriate. Sorry, Brent. When you were discovering your gift and you yeah. were, you were, you were uh, getting your recipe right, mm-hmm. what's, uh, what exactly did did you ever experience any of like the the hurt, the pain, the the attacks from these spirits like um, she's experiencing? I think that there's a level of so a personal thing. Uh, my father passed away when I was about twelve years old, and so I have always had a really protective, strong guardian angel. Mm. Um, and I think that he's kind of had his hand in keeping me guided and protected. Until then, my next angel that went into the the ether, my grandmother, um, you know, she transitioned, and now I've got extra, extra love and, and protection. And I think that that's been an asset that I've been lucky to have. Gotcha. Um, I, we have been on some cases that I have, you know, been kind of pushed around, growled at. Um, there has been some physical interaction, but only to a certain level. It's as if they won't quite push me that hard like they're like they're they want to and they call me all the names on the spirit box and they do all of these things but then there's like this place where they stop they're like oh wait something about her like wait we don't think we should screw with her and and i don't know what quite that is or why they do like they posse yeah i guess i you know i've got a i've got an angel backup i have got i've got some extra protection and so that helps so but it leads me to believe that she's just she's going from no gifted like she's totally close it off mm-hmm. um level like zero to one on the dial and then she's turning it all the way up to 100 yeah just open up the floodgates yeah and i think that's why she's literally getting everything okay um so no it's, it's been a slow progression for me and and i'm at the point now where a few years ago i was just experiencing a lot of different things just pretty much everything and now i can control it a lot better and actually put it into play where i i'm helping people with it um, instead of it, you know, just being a scary thing. And several of our clients now, 
Um, consider me, I guess, kind of their mentor-ish-ish. Oh, awesome. it's, it's really sweet. And, yeah. and, and I'm still learning, too. And I tell everybody that we're all still learning. You never, ever, ever stop learning. Yeah, but you're just such a wealth of knowledge. And that's because you're constantly learning. And mm-hmm. it's, it, you're so willing to share that information. And yep. hopefully she will um, grow a little bit more brave to put yep. herself out there more so that she mm-hmm. can meet people like you yeah. and her, in her own community that might be able to give her the tools mm-hmm. That she needs to get there. I think Reiki was a was a great yeah. uh, great advice there too. And if she does need her aura and grounding sure. documents, if she doesn't already have them, um, she can reach out. We can get those to her because that is step one. Awesome. Protect yourself. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Yeah. Spiritual protection is everything in doing this work. We both have uh, spirits around us that that protect us, and uh, you know, fam- familial. And, and uh, you know, we know how to bubble up and we know how to ground and we know how to protect ourselves. And, you know, we do that before we go into a location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You practice safe paranormal. You wrap it up. Yep. <laughs> wrap it I up first. It. Wrap it up before put you go your, in. Put your bubble on. <laughs> By Trojan. Uh, wow. Let's move on to uh, pets. Okay. This, kinda, this might be a lighthearted thing. I like pets. Okay. Me too. Uh, this is from Derek. I'll start out by saying I'm more along the lines of Rob on things related to the mumbo and the jumbo, but try to be open-minded in that I personally can't explain everything away. I have a dog who is 11 going on 12. He has some health issues with seizures. Holding out hope I can have him around a few more years. I can't help but think how he'd like his meat suit handled when he passes on. Uh-huh. I would like to have his remains cremated cremated by himself and brought home to stay with me. I can't stand, uh, I can stand this state and plan to move out. These guys, sometimes they're not the best writers. So I <laughs> to, to, to he wants and to be able to move and take the ashes with him. I can't stay, stay in the state and plan to move out. Oh, I can't stand the state and plan to move out of it one day. If I just finished the sentence, it probably would have made more <laughs> sense. He's the type of dog that goes every, uh, everywhere I go outside of work. Actually and had to go to work with me because of this, uh, these health issues at times. I would hate the thought of leaving him behind if I bury him here and move out of state or even to another city. I've always considered him a part of the family, and I know how my parents' remains want to be handled and what to do with what my dog would what want when he passes. He wants to know what his dog oh, would want. Okay. Do I do what I want and cremate him, keeping him with me, or bury him and let him rest? Mm-hmm. There isn't a way to get a specific answer from him, being he can't talk to me, but I feel he communicates with me the way all dogs do to those willing to listen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to read this on air, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Scooby and the gang. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think ashes. I'm... Ashes. Yeah, I, mean, no, I know what he's... I kind of know what he's saying and, and what he's going at. Um, there are debates in the world about, you know, keeping cremated, um, you know, keeping ashes in the home. If that traps the spirit, keeps the spirit there, what does it do? Like, all these things, or does it bring this energy, that energy... Um, I can ex- uh, express right now that I have, let's see, one, two, I have three sets of cremains on my um, top shelf in my bedroom. And so it's two cats and a dog. Um, but then I also have a huge pet cemetery out in my backyard, which, because before I could afford, you know, that process, they all got buried together. They all got buried in this whole, you know, backyard area. So it's, kind of it's it's very interesting energy out there and that's also fine and they're they're okay with it i know that that's just again their meat suit and well my grandmother's ashes are in the house too like it doesn't bother me to have remains in my house because it's it is part of them but their soul is so much more than just 
their bodily remains. Um, so if it makes him feel better and he does not want to lose that connection or he just wants to hold on to him, there's nothing wrong with having him cremated and taking him wherever he moves to. Mm-hmm. Um, had an interesting experience recently where um, I was upset about something or annoyed about something. I was feeling kind of bad one day and I have all the little pet cremains on the shelf and I have all their little collars sitting on there very comfortably secure. And I was in a bad mood and Brutus's collar came flying off the shelf. No way. It, I swear to God, this thing flew at me. I'm like, wow. okay, I guess I'm all right now. Thanks, Brutus. You know, because he's, he was always, you know, like if I was kind of feeling a little grumpy, you know, he'd give me a little, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real sweet comfort. And so I think he was flinging his collar at me just to give me like a little like heads up or comfort. Um, so it's really sweet. It, it was cool. It was really special. Um, and I've had spirit pets jump in the bed with me. Ones that are, that are buried out in the yard. So it doesn't really matter either way. They can communicate and show their presence, whether you have their ashes or whether they're buried out in the yard. But it sounds like to him that he would prefer to have, his pet with him and i I think that i don't think his dog is going to be offended his dog's soul is going to follow him regardless Mm -hmm. um because they have that bond and that love and you know every soul has free will so i think it's his personal choice what really works for him i definitely feel like the dog's not going to care yeah when it when it's all said and done i think this is a personal preference and he mentioned that his parents already have the ideas of Mm -hmm. what they want done with their bodies. And I think that's such a personal thing. It is, yeah. And, you know, depending on your religion, obviously that changes your your opinion on on what happens next. But ultimately, it just comes down to a personal preference, not to the person who's departed. Um, I I have a little bit of my mom's ashes um, Mm -hmm. that I got after she passed away. And... You know, I don't wear them all the time. They're they're in a, a nice, secure space in my uh, my watch box and at, yeah. at home. And you know, I'll, I'll take her out, or I'll take the I'll take it out when I'm. Sometimes, if I can go into a special occasion, yeah, I'll bring her with me and mm-hmm. I'll wear her. But that's pretty. And I I know that it's not her there because I know that she's moved always on you, and yeah. she's always with me. It doesn't matter where the 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 actual piece that the, yeah. the pieces of her ashes are is a comfort to you it is a comfort thing and it's almost yeah. like a in spirit you know in in a symbol it's more uh, of a yeah. symbol for me I, I do the same exact thing um i have a, a what's called a thummy and they took a, a thumb print of my grandmother's um oh, after yeah. after she passed and i have it on a little necklace and i will wear her occasionally i'm like i just want to take her where i'm going exactly. if i just i feel like i need it and yeah she's gonna go with me but that's that extra layer of like Okay, I can. There she is. She's right there. I can feel her, and that—that's very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Any thoughts on cremation, there, Brent? Well, no, um, I, I think it's a personal choice. Like I say, that's that's the way I'm going to go. I'm going to uh, be cremated, and poor Melissa's going to get to travel to the Rocky Mountains <sighs> where I want them spread. But it, that doesn't mean I'm going to be stuck in the Rocky Mountains. I'll, <laughs> no, yeah. I'll be wherever I need to be. I've Just already your physical, let you know. Yeah. Whatever left of your physical body yeah. will be there. I'm yeah. keeping a little bit, and I'm just letting you know. I know. And, and I'm going to be a jerk, and I'm going to take a bland space. So <laughs> I'm going to be one of those people, and I'll just take you with me. Nice. <laughs> I think I want to be either shot up into space, oh. or I want to have my ashes put into... Uh, I guess they make these... Um, things that can be planted into the bottom of the ocean to help build the coral reefs. Oh my God, that'd be so, awesome. Yeah. Like, it's almost like putting yourself into the roots of a tree, yeah, but uh-huh. at the bottom of the ocean. 
So I, that's that's one thing I'm considering. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, huh. just to kind of help contribute to the to the coral reef down there. Yeah. Um, all right, the next one is from Nikki. Good morning. My question. It's actually afternoon where we're recording, but you don't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good day. My question is about one of my animals. After the death of one of my horses, I had a very vivid dream that I that we would we had a reek. We had a wreck and that my horse was was in a horse trailer we were in and drowning in water. However, there was a complete sense of calming with my horse. He was not struggling and seemed to look just fine to me. I was able to swim to the top and just watched my horse slip away. Was this my horse's way of telling me he died in peace? The night before he died, I put him in a stall to eat his dinner and went out uh, the next day and he was gone. Interesting dream. Interesting yeah, so, vision. So did she have the dream and then went out and the horse had passed overnight? After the death of my horse, I had a very vivid dream. Oh, okay. So it was after the, okay. the dream, after the death, mm-hmm. um, and then it, they were pulling the horse in a trailer, Yeah, okay. drowned in water, and the horse was looking up at her like, I'm okay. It sounds like it was either her, her heart and mind, you know, just processing the loss and the uh, grief. Coming to peace uh, with co- it. Co- her own coming to peace with it and yeah. or, yes, souls absolutely can come to you and just say no no i'm fine i'm fine um both human and animal Mm. um so i've had several of my pets visit me after their passing and and they're just um well one of the couple of the recent ones like cleopatra i had a dream of her and i saw her sunbathing in my grandmother's the the bedroom that was my grandmother's years ago but it was laid out the way grandma used to have it and cleo was there grooming herself in a sun puddle and she was so happy and so just Oh, I'm doing good. And her leg was up in the air. And you know what, cats, you know, yep. the whole thing. And I was like, oh, she's good. She's okay. Nice. And also that representation of like reflecting my grandmother's energy was like, don't worry, I'm good. And guess what? I'm I'm with grandma. So we're we're happy. Nice. So yeah. you know. back to the listener's dream. I think water represents life in dreams a lot. So, mm-hmm. so it could have just been her subconscious as a way, way of kind of dealing with it and processing it. That said, I think that our... Uh, our equestrian audience would probably agree with me, having worked a lot with horses in, in Wyoming when I was younger. I find horses to be amongst the most intelligent of the yeah. domesticated animals. They're just super intelligent and super intuitive animals, too. So who knows? They, they have very deep souls. Yeah. yeah. I, I just saw a video today, in fact, from one of the recent uh, wildfires in, here in California. Mm. They were uh, pulling livestock out of, out of a dangerous area, and a male horse was, was pulled away, but it knew that its family was still on the other side of the fence back at the farm. So it ran back to find its oh, wow. family. There, there's a little uh, a baby horse or, you know, teenage horse, smaller horse, and what's presumably the mother. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he connected with those two horses, they all ran back out, back to safety. Oh, It's like the dad awesome. was going to get his, his family. And yeah. it's like horses mm-hmm. and elephants, like they have this amazing yeah. intellect about them mm-hmm. that it's just undeniable. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, animals are just so much more, loving and and honest i mean we as humans could take a, a good cue yeah no from kidding. from a lot of them too bad you have to put up with us I know. <laughs> <laughs> no i i i remember a, a, just a kind of a mini little story about that this one mama cat that went into a fire and and got drug all her kittens out and that kind of thing and you know i believe she actually lived but she was all you know damaged and everything and wow. but she went and got every single one of those darn kittens and it's just it's that 
energy of animals that is just so so selfless sometimes that in the maternal instinct mm-hmm. right once that kicks in it's like yeah. they turn into the hulk yeah there's crazy <laughs> moms um let's move on to precognition and astral projection yeah. how much experience do you guys have with this kind of stuff i know a little bit about astral projection and i'm okay. pretty, good. I'm pretty good with the precog yeah <laughs> right. okay. we, we both have a little knowledge about both sure <laughs> right. minds combined together we'll get through this uh this is from angelia uh i have an overwhelming pull to email in for the sex spirit segment well here you are (laughs) i have for as long as i can remember been able to feel things people and darkness in my surroundings and see people i'm close to who have passed in my dreams while why i'm writing is because sometimes the message is clear when i have visit uh, visits in my dream visitors in my dreams such as when my aunt who i was close to passed i saw her in a vivid dream and i knew she was telling me she was okay a year later, when my dad died, I had a dream visit from him in the same place as my aunt. Hmm. Well, this is interesting. In the dream, the location was highlighted. I feel to let uh, me know he was with my aunt. Oh, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Also, his legs and teeth were highlighted. He lost his leg from a landmine in Vietnam and always hated having dentures. So he was telling me how happy he was to have them back and yeah. that he was whole again. When I picked up his ashes and headstone, his... <laughs> old cell phone called my phone in an area of no reception (laughs) other visits from him as well two weeks ago i had a dream where a large tear was the highlight of the dream uh when i asked him why he why he was sad he said you would be sad too if you were me i knew something bad was coming but couldn't figure out what one week later my mom was kicked out of her house and my brother was arrested oh to the point from the long way around, how can I learn to read dreams like that better? Hmm. How can I glean more from them as sometimes as it is messages for others in my family? And I want to get the right messages across. Also, it's exhausting for me what I can do for myself. I apologize for rambling. I just have so many encounters that it's hard to sum it up. Any help is appreciated. Wow. That does get a little complex. Um, so it sounds like some, you know, semi-mediumship but it seems sort of focused on family members which means they're just trying to give her messages guidance help i mean our loved ones do try to guide us and lead us from the other side and give us little heads ups um, here and there when we're asleep and when we're dreaming we're more open more vulnerable um, and so souls find it easier to provide us information but we're also in the sleep state so we're dealing with like the subconscious mind and all the weird stuff that that throws in there and sometimes the message can get a little bit um janky and kind of disjointed Mm -hmm. so i mean it seems like you know again being grounded and sort of maybe setting the intent before sleep you know that if there's anything important that i need to know please send it to me clearly she can ask her loved ones and her souls like if you need to get me a message please make it as clear as you can please you know this actually ask them to focus what she's um, getting information wise it sounds like there is a little precognition in there but mostly an ability to just communicate with her dead loved ones which kind of leans into the the mediumship aspect of it too definitely sounds like uh having some discipline or at least a little bit more control on the front end going into these dreams will will definitely help i mean setting those intentions Mm -hmm. really does make a big difference instead of just jumping into the dream pool Mm -hmm. and just 
you know, floating around hoping that, yeah. that things work out. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that she brings up this recurring location mm-hmm. in her dreams. I have this. And I don't know oh. if, if you guys have ever experienced this either. But whenever I go to this recurring place, it's like a hotel near the ocean. Mm-hmm. But it's always nighttime. Always. And the, the, the beach is right there, right outside the hotel. And there's many different channels and, and doors and, and rooms. And it's like it's almost like uh, Sal- Salvador Dali kind of <laughs> put this hotel together. And it's so weird because I always end up at this place hmm. um, and it's, it always feels like there's a message to be seen yeah. or heard there. But it never really it, it doesn't always register as something important. So I'm wondering if those types of dreams that take you to those recurring places, are you visiting somewhere? Like, is it another dimension, another place? Yeah, it could be another dimension, another location that your soul is familiar with, or maybe where your soul feels safe and can receive better. And also buildings, um, and for, as far as dream interpretation, buildings represent the self. Mm. Um, so the different rooms are different aspects of yourself. Oh. Um, and with the ocean, the depth of you and, and, and the unexplored darkness that you're you're so close to touching and diving into, as it were. Could, I didn't want to make it all about yeah, me. I'm just, I just, I'm just for, that, for that perspective. <laughs> but, but that's that's a good and, and so, uh, interpretation. Yeah, and depending on where her location is, is, if, is it a building from her yeah. childhood? Is it a place she used to visit? Is, you know. I have a lot of dreams in my from represents my own house, but I often go back to where my great grandmother lived out in the country, and I go there a lot too. Mm. So it could be somewhere where the soul just feels like it can gather the information in a safe place and in a safe way. So I think just having some direction and going into your dreams will give you a little bit more control mm-hmm. over the Set messages. The that you, yeah, the messages that you hear, because obviously there was a warning there and that something bad was going to happen, but she didn't know well, where to direct that energy. Or was that just a coincidence? Well, I mean, her her dad might have been trying to send her some information. Um but again, the unconscious mind to be able to interpret it can be hard. Yeah. It can be a challenge. And it's also, we have to raise our vibration to hear the other side and they have to lower their vibration to get the message across and we have to meet somewhere in the middle. And so sometimes the connection isn't 100% perfect. So it's like a you know spotty cell phone you know service. You're getting bits and pieces of that message. You're not always going to get it all the way. And you can't beat yourself up if you don't fully interpret the message and understand, oh, it was going to mean this. You can't stop everything. Speaking of cell phones, she got that random call and she hugged the headstone. So what is that? Here's here's a neat one. Uh, this is and this has happened like two or three times now. Um, got a, a phone call. We still we still have a landline at home, so which is kind of interesting. And my grandmother, her her name comes up on the caller ID, and it was her number. She's been gone since 07. Oh, my gosh. It called the phone last night. It called our house phone. Just last night? Last night. On, oh, my God. For Halloween. I was like, are you telling the me ha- happy? The house keeps calling itself. Yeah, it's like, are you telling me happy Halloween? And she did this another time when there was something else, like just like these random times that somewhere around something, either a holiday or maybe something's going on that I'm stressed out about. And then it'll pop up on the caller ID and it'll say her name. I'm like... What the living crud is going on? This is not just a coincidence either, because Mm -hmm. if somebody else got her phone number, right? It's it's, it's our our house. It's the same as our house phone number is calling the house phone. Oh, my gosh. And that's not. I don't know. Have you busted out the meters to see if this is any sort of electrical thing or. 
Not really. Not with I the mean, phone, and uh, maybe maybe somebody in our uh, the telecommunications audience that works with the phone company could explain this. But it is the house is literally calling itself the caller ID. Can't is the, do that. Is it's the coming same. from inside the house. <laughs> is, the call is coming from inside the house. It is the the, the uh, caller ID is the same number that it's calling, and it says the number of her dead grandmother. Yeah, and wow. I and but That's it's crazy. always it, or it's, the name. I'm sorry. Yeah it's, yeah, it's happening. I'm feeling like when it needs to when she's just trying to say hello okay and so it's not you know if if it was something you know electronic or if it was something with the phone lines it would be something that would happen you know every week or very frequently it's literally cherry-picked on the days and times that it's happened mm. it, um, one of the times in fact was on uh, i believe it was i want to say it was on the anniversary of her death was one of them um christmas time was another um halloween you know like she's picking these ran- like they feel like random, but also specific times. Yeah. Like she's doing something that has meaning or one time she did it. I was, I don't know what I was upset about now. I totally have forgotten it. But for me at the time, I was really cranky about something that was happening either at work or something was bothering me. And then it happened. I'm like, oh, I know. I get it, grandma. You're here. Thank you. Like, <laughs> Is it like always, does it always ring until it stops ringing? Do you do you ever usually, pick it up? We or? usually don't notice that it's happened, and we go to look at the caller ID oh. to see who the missed calls were, and it's on, like, you know, one of the missed calls. Okay, okay. So, yeah. All right. Because if it's, like, the same amount of rings every time, or if it's, like, some sort of Morse code that she's trying I know. to do. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I could... I see. I don't investigate my own house either because I think that's kind of irresponsible and and risky. But I do have a lot of protection in the home, so maybe I should try to talk to her. I don't know, break out a device or two or something. And why do you think it's risky to investigate your own home? Well, some people obsessively do it. They're oh. they're constantly breaking out the equipment. They're don't bring the work home type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because then you just you're saturated in it, and then you're opening yeah. your home up to a lot of different energies. And and if you don't have the tight protocol that I do, um, you could just have every you know every Joe Blow wandering in your space. So, I mean, I know people that are just, they're constantly documenting in their own space. And it's Jeez. like, to me, it just, it almost seems a little OCD. A little overkill. Yeah. And uh, you guys open up a beacon too mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're in an investigation type of environment, right? You're, yeah. You're actively pursuing connection with the other side. So mm-hmm. why would you want to have that light light tower yeah right there i'm already enough of a light tower i don't need to add you know extra halogens up there right right all right the next one is uh from marcos he says he's a longtime listener and big kind of fat okay fat fan of the show (laughs) i have a story to share ever since i could remember from as early as three years old i have always had dreams of specific events before they happen and when the event happens i get a flashback to my dream in the moment and then the, the and then word for word action for action say and do exactly what i had done in the dream i take a second to acknowledge what just happened and then move on and just say something like well that was weird huh when i was young Someone told me this was deja vu. So every time it happened, I would just say deja vu and move on. Question for Melissa. Should I have done do something different in that moment? When I have the dreams, I don't always remember them when I wake up. But when the moment comes, it's like an internal internal clock where I vividly connect back to the dream. Even the distance from dream to event can be like seven years apart. Hmm. It will still unfold exactly like I dreamt based on your experience with your gift. Is there something I could do to hone this gift into a skill? Any help, guidance, insight, perspective would be very much appreciated. Marcos. And this hmm. is something that has happened to me. I, yeah. I, I, I was probably... 
five or six years old when I had this dream of me playing uh, air hockey on the back porch of a neighbor's friend's house and it was a very odd air hockey table because it wasn't just your standard air hockey table that stands up right where you can actually be at a standing position playing the game it was low to the ground and so we were all sitting indian style around this table playing air hockey i I think seven years later i experienced this in real life and it freaked me out so much that i ran home like I, I that feeling of deja vu you get, yeah, right? It kind of gives you the chills. Like you kind of feel like, yeah. oh, that was weird. It freaked me out so much. I ran home and I told my mom what happened. And she said, that was just deja vu. Yeah. And I didn't understand because it was something that I had dreamt years prior. Right. So what huh. is your guys' experience with deja vu? And is there any way that this skill can be honed? I mean, I've experienced it um, before. I've, I've had it happen um, on occasion. And that can lean into like, you know, precognitive feelings or dreams, you know, um, it could be your soul skipping around in different multiverses and getting a glimpse of something else that's going on. And then you then you end up actually colliding back with the the right timeline, as it were. A little astral time travel. Kind of. Yeah. To some degree. Yeah. And and so you're kind of all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I did this before because you did do it before. Hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to change anything. It doesn't mean that you were supposed to do something different. Um, sometimes it's just a little bit of energy slippage. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Occasionally with um, actual precognitive gifts, um, which that gets into, you know, grounding, meditating, all that kind of stuff, making sure you're, you know, listening to the universe and journaling stuff, writing stuff down and then going back to it later. Um, but it, you know, it doesn't, um, I don't even, can you, could you really grow that gift? I mean... It just, it doesn't seem to be something like, I don't, the precognitive part, yes, but just random deja vu where you're slipping around in different parts of the, the multiverse. I don't know that you can really control that per se, except for be more grounded. It's different than lucid dreaming, right? Yeah. It's, it's a totally yeah. different experience. Yeah, because you're just taking control of a dream with lucid dreaming because it's actually a dream. Right. Astral travel and then possibly slipping into a different, you know, realm accidentally and then actually seeing that play out in front of you later that's a whole nother thing i think that i think that you're on to something with the, the the time slippage and just a reminder that you're where you're supposed to be yeah because our paths are dictated on our choices that Correct. we make every single day but there's also you know we can get into the whole string theory thing and all <laughs> the multiverses mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately we're we're our path has been laid out and it's what we choose, which path we go down is, yeah. you know, the experiences that we feel. So I think that deja vu is just kind of a, a, a gentle reminder that you're on the right path of what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. It's like, the, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you saw this before and this is what was supposed to happen here. Have a nice day. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know, unless something really profound comes to you in a vision, mm-hmm. either a dream or whatever, and it's like, don't go out, get in your car that day or some crazy thing like that, then maybe and you do recall that and it's very close in time and you know before you're about to do something and you feel like something in your previous vision was going to be negative and if you do remember it then fine you know but you also have to let the universe do what the universe is going to do mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't fully control the 
the waves. Some stuff is just supposed to happen. It develops your soul. Certain things, positive and negative, are simply meant to happen to you. Hmm. Maybe documenting things would be a good start for you. Yeah, him. journaling is a great idea. That yeah. That's my biggest, you know, thing that I got told, too, is just like, you know, when you start feeling sensations or getting, you know, things that are intuitive, write them down. Got an easy one for you. This is from Isla or Isla. I'm not quite sure. While I'm sleeping in my dream, I'm floating above myself, watching myself sleep. Oh, what's that all about? Yeah, that's just good old astral travel. Yeah, um, she's trying to leave, but I'm wondering what happens to her after she notices that she's seeing her body. Does she jump right back into it? Yeah, or does she go somewhere? Most people, when they see themselves sleeping, they panic <laughs> and they pop right back into their body, like oh crap! And it's almost they, like that falling sensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people do get a little creeped out by that. They're like, never mind. And there's other people that then tether their soul to their physical body and go wandering on little adventures off into the ether like oh i'm gonna go here oh i'm gonna go mess with people over here i'm gonna go visit this place so it depends on the person but yeah that's just part of you know your soul energy is just kind of leaving well like near-death experience people they'll say you know they were in the the hospital and they're in surgery and they're floating above their body and all the nurses and doctors and they see the operation happening that type of thing very similar except for there's no trauma happening to your body your body just has that natural ability to pull apart from the soul energy a little i think next time we have you guys on i want to talk more about near-death experiences i think that we could probably dig up some really interesting stories yeah. oh gosh yeah do you guys have any anybody that you know that that might have some some insight on that um will you probably are you comfortable talking about your advent astral adventure um, which one? Well, the, 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 well, the four-hour one that you, um, you know, well, I mean, you can you can uh, paraphrase and edit for appropriateness. My, but, my, well, uh, my dad almost died in the dentist chair. Yeah, I will talk about that. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, uh, my dad almost died in the, the uh, dentist chair, and he said he was looking down on himself. They had the, his his he was having his wisdom teeth extracted at almost my age, at the age of fifty, and they were all curled around like oh. a uh, oh. yeah, like a tuber or something. It just makes my mouth hurt. And, like thinking about it, they had to, they had to cut a piece of his jawbone oh, out. Oh, yeah, and, and and he almost died in a dentist chair of all things. Was, From this uh, procedure? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, and he was looking down on himself. See, I knew I was afraid of the dentist for some yeah, reason. Yeah, and he was looking down on himself. Well, and how saw, long ago was this, though? It was a I long mean, time the ago. technology was a little bit antiquated. Yeah, this, is a long, this, this would have been in the 80s, the early 80s. So, oh, yeah, um, they were still using rocks uh, yeah. and stones. <laughs> oh, yeah, but moving on, you know. Um, so I think, that, I think that everything we're talking about, the, the deja vu, the astral travel, um, the precognition, lucid dreaming, I think it all intertwines into the area of dreams. And I just think dreams are so fascinating. I have a, uh, a dream life that, uh, that I, I can't myself explain. I have these long, drawn-out story dreams. That's prob probably the writer in me. Um, I have time compression dreams, if you ever saw the movie uh, uh, Inception. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that, I love that movie. I was, I, I'm a movie buff. If you can't tell, I love that movie. Right? Too. Yeah. I can watch but, that and Interstellar oh, any yeah. time of the day. Oh yeah. So and I, I've had uh, dreams that uh, took you know, weeks or months of real time, and then I woke up disoriented, like whoa, you know. And I uh, have had that happen before. Yeah. That's weird. I did have, um, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put it into a lane. If you want to quantify this as astral pro projection, you can. If you want to call it a dream, you can. We can call it that. Um, but what Melissa was alluding to was I had a, an interesting thing happen when I was starting to to work with my chakra energy and rise up the chakra energy. And when I started working with that, I had an experience. Um, I, I, was, uh, I was asleep for about 
it was about nine nine and a half hours so I had a good night's rest right and and uh during that um i there was a I looked at the clock when right before, like I, I was one of the, one of those things where I woke up and I looked at the clock and I was like, Oh crap, it's only like one in the morning or whatever. And then I looked at the clock when I woke up from the dream and four and a half hours had passed. And I felt like I had the dream right when I fell asleep and woke up right from it. Now we don't know how dreams work. So that may not have actually been the case, but that was just the, just the perception. But I did, it was like the flying dreams that we're all familiar with. And I thought I'm going to, narrow down where i live but not too closely <laughs> but, yeah you, you, flew, yeah. you flew, over, flew over some different places in well Sacramento. i saw the, i saw the mather runway clear as day wow. uh, yeah and and i saw a familiar street i won't name the street but i saw a familiar street and i knew which street that was um it, it ended up down in some uh, by the tower theater and i was talking to people and it was all just like like mm. in a dream all like in a dream world um, and we won't go through like all of that, but what, there was one interesting thing and in sort of a sex spirit exclusive uh, <laughs> heard, heard on the broadcast first. But no, th- this was a really interesting thing that happened and, and there's no reason for it. You know, why would I dream something like this? Um, I ended up I ended up in this um, strange parking garage that I had never seen before uh, that seemed to be near or in the downtown area of Sacramento. And it was an all red brick parking garage and, uh, and it had black hand railings and it was a it was a i think a, a three-level garage one of the levels being underground uh, and uh it was just a one of the stranger parking garages i'd ever seen and the main thing about it and uh you may have listeners at this point who are listening to this or, or, <laughs> like, that are already going wait wait a minute i know what he's talking about <laughs> yeah and uh, and i dreamed this and i had never the point is that this happened in 2004 and i had never seen this thing before wow. and what's really stood out to me more than anything else and it made it seem very dreamlike as it was only filled with police cars. The, the, there was a, the, there was no other type of vehicle in it except for emergency vehicles, namely uh, namely Sher- uh, Sacramento Sheriff cars, Highway Patrol cars, and Sac City uh, PD. So it was very very specific. It wasn't just like those dream patrol cars. And they, they say you can't read in dreams. I could read Sacramento County Sheriff on the on the side of the cars. Wow. I could Which read, le- leans to maybe you were yeah, not dreaming. I could read, right. I could read mm-hmm. CHP on the side of the car. Wow. You know, so uh, I thought that was super interesting. And there was there was this thing. I'll, I'll, I'll go all the way down the rabbit hole. Why, why not? Um, and, 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 and like, I was you like. You like to take this poor boy down the rabbit hole. I know, right? Hole. <laughs> and, and so, and so I, got, I, I got mischievous. And I just thought it would be funny to thump on top of the top of the police oh, car. The top of the police car cars and a couple of the cops got really weirded out by this going on and drew their guns and really? they, they, this is a nighttime like what is <laughs> oh, going no. what is going on you know and, and you know it's all it's all happening in the dreamland and and i i have nothing but respect for the law enforcement community by the way absolutely. i don't know absolutely we what, very much do i don't know why i would do something like this in the dream just oh, you know you were the, just seeing what you could get away the, with just right? the, you just thought the, it was a dream probably just yeah. a teenager and me thinking you know the funny prank or something so let's find it all and now i woke up now I, I woke up and it was almost time to get up. And um, first thing that struck me is that I was wiped. After nine and a half hours of sleep, I was so exhausted wow. that I could barely get out of bed. I, I drank as much coffee as I could and I was dragging. Wow. All day long, I, I'm surprised they even went to work. I I could barely keep my eyes open after nine and a half hours of sleep. I was completely wiped. I felt like I'd ran a marathon. Mm. All right, let's fast forward to about a year later. I was called in for jury duty. Yeah, <laughs> we're in the real world now, here, folks. <laughs> and I was called in for jury duty, and I rode my bike down there because I didn't want to deal with jury parking. So, <clears throat> so, and we got a three-hour lunch, and I'm riding my bike three down. Three-hour lunch. Three-hour lunch. <laughs> 
and and, and I'm riding my I'm riding my bike down the subway, and and for whatever reason that day there was a lot of traffic going on and everything. And I got the bright idea, uh, I got the bright idea that uh, like you know I'll just cut down this alley. I see an alley there, and I can just tell by by the way the the streets down there are laid out in the grid. That'll cut that'll cut out right where I want to be over on over on the. Uh, close to 8th street anyway so um <clears throat> so I'm, i'll just cut over there and that'll be perfect and i ride i ride down this alley and i come across, across this parking garage exactly as i saw it the red brick the black handrails oh the ramps and and it's filled with it's still it's, it's the law enforcement garage for the for the sacramento uh, county superior court wow and i oh had ne- and you ha- i had to go down that alley to see it mm-hmm. you have to turn down this alley to yeah, see it's it not it's, visible it's, just it's by... not visible from yeah. the street if you're going down 8th street going down j street you're not going to see it wow. you have to turn that uh, down that alley to see it and you'll probably get talked to if you do you know here's a kid on you know well i've a kid i was in my what tw- what 30s i guess um <laughs> and going going down this uh feels like a kid <laughs> at this age but but anyways going to the cellar and here's this thing exactly as i saw it in my dream with uh sac county chp that must and, have creeped you out a little and and uh, sac pd cars filled with and nothing else on, only police cars and i was like whoa that thing exists oh, and i've had other dreams like that where i saw things that i had no knowledge of um sometimes in other states and and uh and turned turned out to be there and i was like what is that so was was i tra- astral traveling um was it was it just a precognitive dream it was not deja vu like you like you like what you were saying i knew it wasn't deja vu because i remembered the dream vividly you i interacted I, with it i dreamed mm-hmm. and interacted with this thing so um if any if any of our law enforcement community <laughs> was there that night was there that in night 2004, this one in, in 2004 and you can verify this story that would be interesting that but, would be yeah, fascinating yeah, yeah but i i don't wow. have an, that's one of those things i don't have an explanation for but i cannot close the book on astral travel be, uh, because of experiences like that yeah. the, uh, our dreams i think are a doorway to, to all sorts of things other dimensions our subconscious mm-hmm. uh, maybe even maybe even time itself mm-hmm. you know I, you were mentioning kind of the whole feeling exhausted you know after you you came out of that yeah. and there are frequent times when i wake up where i I don't feel like I've had a lot of sleep mm-hmm. and my dreams were very vivid. I've been visiting places, quote unquote. And I wake up, I'm like, can I just go back to bed? Cause I think I forgot to sleep. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, you know, and that started to get me into the thought of, well, I think I need to either bubble a ground before I go to bed or at least sort of set an intention or do this and that. And now I just diffuse copious amounts of essential oils to like keep me protected, calm, peaceful, all these good things. But occasionally my soul just feels like taking an adventure so if that really happened i apologize to the law enforcement community <laughs> for scaring them <laughs> I, I think you're gonna be okay i don't think they're gonna come after you now all right this uh next one is from uh, angelia she says that my boyfriend believes in ghosts but recently it has started to fade because he wants to have an experience hmm. is there any way for him to open himself up to having an experience he is very spiritual and has has astral projected but thinks that his grandmother is protecting him from experiencing anything. <laughs> I believe that and all that and also think he's blocking himself because he's trying so hard. Oh yeah. Also from Melissa, for the astral projection my boyfriend was told when you start to feel it's coming, act like you're pulling a rope and you'll go into it. Hmm. See, I've never had to try or try any techniques. I just do things mm-hmm. all this paranormal stuff. I don't know why and people say what books do you read and what do you do this and what do you do that? Eh, I'm I literally am learning as I go, like absorbing from mentors and the you know some some internet resources and and other people. 
Um, but it kind of sounds like, you know, he, he is trying a little too hard. Um, he's like, I want to have this. I want to have this. And the universe is saying, careful what you ask for. Or you're not ready. Yet. And, and and you're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, is he doing any kind of grounding or protecting before he's going to try to have these experiences? What is he doing for his safety protocol? Or is he just saying, well, I'd like, you know, poltergeist to unleash in my house. I mean. What what intent is he putting into this? And if his grandmother's soul is there, she's probably saying, look, kid, knock it off. You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> I know it's better for you. You know, it's like it's yeah. like running out. You know, he's going to go run out in a rainstorm, you know, or like a lightning storm with a with a metal pole. That's probably how his grandmother's seeing it. Yeah. Like he's not doing it in the right order. Everything is supposed to be done in the right order spiritually. You know, the way you bless your house should be in the right order. The way you approach spirituality. It's I know it sounds so like annoying to have to do all this protocol but the basic safety features i mean just having the right rocks and crystals or you know if you're a person of faith you know having maybe having um some religious symbols or text you know whatever works for you having that available and just building that foundation um you know i i'm coaching a couple of gals right now with their spirituality and i said this could take you six months to a year just to get your aura protection and your grounding down don't rush yourself and some people boom they fall right into it and they just they know how to pop their bubble in a couple of weeks and they're just like yeah i'm perfect this is great you know but it's individual Mm -hmm. it's not a cookie cutter thing and so these people that are so desperate for an experience i mean if he just wants to have a little creepy experience or some woo woo you know mumbo jumbo go take a tour at winchester or alcatraz or one of those you know still I would recommend, you know, maybe carrying some certain rocks and crystals like black tourmaline is one of my favorite or labradorite is a really good one for protection. Um, if you do have a, a faith background, you know, carrying something like that, either a blessed metal or or something, you know, with you. But, yeah, if you just want to go have sort of a creepy experience with some dead people, there's plenty of places to have those. That, that plenty are, of public hotspots. You yeah. don't have to trespass to get to. No, no, yeah, right. they're perfectly accessible public. You know, the Sacramento, uh, Sacramento Underground, the, the tunnels, mm-hmm. the tunnel tours are so neat. And some people say they don't have any experiences, but um, there's a particular area that I had some really charged energy. Um, I was talking to a woman and she showed her clothes, her like sort of mottled speckly sort of clothes and this whole thing she showed me. And then I talked to another gal who had, um, you know, been involved with the undergrounds and she verified that was something she had seen as well. Wow. So there are en- energies down there. Yeah. So cool. I've had a lot of experiences with Alcatraz. If you want to, oh, yeah, if you want to have a haunted experience, go to the Alcatraz Island and spend the day, spend the day there. Uh, Please be careful in D block. It's really yeah, oh God. D, D block is really messed up. Even I had trouble in D block. Yeah, I mean the D is fine, but it just I had, I had, I had a little I had whole a little, block of it. Yeah, it's a whole so block much. of it was a little much for me. <laughs> Two of my three experiences in Alcatraz were in D block. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's I, it's a solitary. It's heavy. Yeah, and there's this one particular cell in D block that um that you can go inside, and I I have a panic attack in there every time. Maybe it's just the idea of being locked in, but you know, you know that's not going to happen. Even if it did, you know, it'd be like uh, like somebody had closed the door because it's like, help this guy. You know, <laughs> you know, there's staff on end. It, it, everything would be fine. I have a panic attack wow. going in there. I hit my head really hard on the roof. I, I only thing. partially you channeled. channeled a yeah. little energy there, just a little, just a touch. You know, yeah. 
was pretty dark. Uh, but if you and uh, Mrs. Brandon want to go to Alcatraz, we could. I've never been to Alcatraz. Really? Not once. I've lived in the Sacramento area, you know, oh, my wow. whole life. I've never been to Alcatraz. We need to do it. I know. I want to go. That'd be awesome. We'll have to schedule that with schedule when, that in 2022. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love Alcatraz. No, it's <laughs> but it's a that's it's, a good hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, okay, so we're on to our general pile here. All right. Um, there's quite a few emails here. So I mean, this could take us another three hours. <laughs> uh, but you know, for sake of time, I think I'll I'll go through and, and maybe pick a few um, of the good ones here. Okay. Uh, this one at the top of the pile, though, I really want to get to because it includes a picture. Um, so, and I don't know how much, you know, the fact that it's black and white is going to change anything or just the imagery itself. It, it, it's, uh, it's very interesting. And I, I want to get you guys' thoughts on it, but first the story, this is from Christina in 2006, my grandma passed away from lung cancer. After she passed, my older brother moved into her home. We were hanging out in a group setting about a month after she had passed. I had taken a selfie with my cell phone. The next morning when I was looking through photos, I immediately stopped and got chills as I saw my grandma standing in the doorway behind me and my friend, wearing all white, just watching. Side note, her bed was next to the door where she had passed on. Hmm. I have also since then always had a strange things happen around me like lights randomly coming on. I also see people who I've known who have passed walking around, Hmm. not ghosts, and also very vividly in my dreams. Wondering if it's possible for just a regular girl to have any connection or quote unquote gift. I wanted to include the picture also, if that's all right to get your opinion. Um, also, she does have an appointment with uh, with you, Melissa, oh. for a reading next November. Oh, she Jesus. can't wait. Okay, so here is the picture. Okay. Um, and I just want to get your guys' initial reactions here. It was harder when it was black and white. Huh? It oh is a little God. harder when oh. it's black and white. Oh my God! And it and it, my my first reaction was I thought this was doctored. Yeah, I mean, but I, there's an angle at which uh, the photo was take because she's taking a picture of a photograph. Yeah, I see that. And um, so you it, like it almost looks like they put that part on the the right yeah. corner where the grandma is. Like they uh, they they so posted that in there like some sort of so edit. I yeah I don't like to call uh, and call people out or say that that you know oh my god is this or that there unfortunately not I wouldn't say this is necessarily applicable to her right but there are plenty of those awful ghost app things where you can plant orbs and and apparitions and things that look similar to that in um in a photograph that is a real thing now like a snapchat filter could probably do stuff you, like that you, you too. could do all kinds of yeah. creepy things with with photographs and just for fun and blah 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 um but if she really didn't intend this wasn't her intent and she didn't do anything and, the, and it looks like that's an actual like printed photograph yes so but she's saying she took a selfie was was it with a cell phone is that in her message that was i imagine it was i mean you know it's so easy to to get Pictures printed off. Well, yeah, the, true. Yeah, know, just to say printers like, and stuff, but um, doesn't say what device she was using. Okay. Oh no, she did. Okay, I had taken a selfie with my cell phone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, with cell phones, of course, there is always the risk of th- you know playful little things to to happen, um, you know that kind of stuff. But if she really, really doesn't like, they look like they're just having fun and making faces and having a good time. Um, if that's a real spirit, that is one 
hell of an amazing catch. Right. I mean that, and we have caught you know full-bodied apparitions in photos before. It's very rare. It's very hard. But if her grandmother's soul is that strong and mm-hmm. that intense, there is absolutely no reason you couldn't capture something this profound and this amazing. Um, so I I do like to err on the side of caution and say, I can't prove one way or the other. I don't have the device. I don't know, you know, anything. I don't know if she emailed this, you know, these pictures to somebody and they sent it back and said, hey, did you notice this? And maybe they mess with it. But if this is the original thing, as is, she didn't have any filters on or, you know, this and that and the other thing. um, It clearly looks like a woman standing back there. I I would want to see a picture of the the grandma in in question. Well, yeah, to compare compare what the grandma looks like and if it looks like her. Or she's saying it looks like her grandmother. Um, So... If it's um, if there's no kind of you know filters applied or apps applied and it's a standard hey flip your phone around selfie, um, this is a kind of catch that uh, should go on the television shows. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, and and hopefully either way, regardless of the you know the the nature of the photo, I still want to connect her with the energy when I you know when I do the reading for her, and I want to make sure that she gets the answers and the information and the healing that she needs. She does say that she feels like she's just a regular girl. <laughs> Is it possible for her to have a connection or gift that she just doesn't know about yet? Absolutely, people have a lot a lot of latent ability and gifts that they're just not tapped into or in either denial about or they don't think they're special, but they are special. I mean, if she's seeing all kinds of different deceased loved ones wandering around, mm-hmm. um, sometimes the gift is limited to just seeing your loved ones and like you're not going to be able to read for everybody or see everybody's dead but you can sometimes feel yours or see yours around you um so yeah she could absolutely she's not normal i mean which is a good thing (laughs) yeah i'm not normal either you know and so being able to see and perceive that is a beautiful gift and hopefully when i have my reading with her next year you know, I can help her, you know, through that and guide her through that. Um, and I'd really like to talk to her more about, you know, the whole nature of the photo. I, I can't I can't prove one way or the other what it is or isn't, but it's it's compelling, let's yeah, say that. The only thing I would say is the full a full body apparition photos are exceedingly rare. Mm-hmm. And and over three hundred cases as a spirit, I've only caught one and you know where that was. Queen Mary, yeah. yeah. It was on the on the Queen Mary. And I oh, like nice. that I like that photo as a, as a, and I was taken with a cell phone of all things. I was not trying we weren't really on the investigation yet. Mm-hmm. It was the night before, it was the night we arrived, the investigation was to start the next day. And we were on the um uh, oh, it was the, like a promenade deck. Promenade or, deck. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we we're on the promenade deck. It was late on a Thursday night. We had the whole deck to ourselves. It was great. And I just thought it was. A, I thought it was a neat effect. So I took a picture of. The, I took took a picture of the deck, and I was, you know, I was just having fun just with the cell phone. I was, yeah, I was being, I was candid- being a, yeah, I was being a tourist. Yeah, yeah. We're tourist and, shots. And you can't really, can't really see much, <laughs> can't really see much in that photograph. It's a very clear photograph, but you don't see anything paranormal. And until you zoom in, when you blow the photo up way down at the end of the hall, you see these two figures, and and. Uh, one of them is sticking his head through the side of the bulkhead, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the other one is swabbing the deck. And and, and they're semi translucent in 1930s wow. clothes. Do you still have that so, that yeah, photo? I we do. do. Yeah. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. We'll show, we'll show that. I've, I've got really that cool. on. 
yeah. on my phone. So yeah. I like the fact that you have to blow that up to see it because uh, that would be exceedingly hard to fake. Not that we would ever do that, but no, I have, God, but I have no. to play the devil's advocate of what people are going to say. Right. You know, so so um, that's that was really a good catch. So um, it, it's really neat if you know it's it's a really neat photograph that she sent in. I mean, and like anything, it would go through a vetting process and kind of see what we think. But uh, just to say that full body apparitions are exceedingly rare. I've caught one in three hundred cases. Yeah, no, she's pretty. And pretty, we do this professionally. She's pretty darn yeah. lucky yeah. that to, yeah. to have caught that. But if she's seeing a lot of the stuff visually, she could just have a really acute connection with her souls that are, that are around her. Sure. A sixth For sense, sure. maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Um, okay. Uh, I, I think, you know what? I think we're, if you don't mind, I'd like to save these for maybe another another round okay. if you guys are cool with that sure. yeah, yeah whatever um, whatever turns you on i feel like we've unpacked quite a bit here today sure. um and there's some great questions in here but i've also i haven't gone through a lot of them and i want to i want to do a little bit better job at, at coming through these because there's just so many questions here that's a lot of emails yeah um, i mean there's probably about 50 more questions Jesus. Here. yeah well, I guess we elicited a bit of a response live on the air. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, I mean, until next time, I, I, I'm going to save these. Okay. And uh, maybe we can get together in the next couple of weeks and, and do this again if you guys have the, the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's next? What do you guys have uh, on the docket next? Where are you guys uh, going? Well, this weekend, um, I've got two readings and a full investigation. Um, so we're... Busy all weekend tonight and nice. uh, tomorrow. And those are in-person readings. So yeah, two in, going there, two yeah. in-person readings um, and one uh, investigation and blessing. Awesome. Um, and then we're just booked until the cows come home for for the most part. Um, we are taking a little bit of time off in December. Good. Um, because I'm I'm at I'm at that point. I'm definitely tired. A burned out. I mean, not like burned out in a bad way, but just kind of like eh, it's time. You time know, to recharge. I need I need a minute. Need yeah. to pause. Um, so about two weeks in December, I'm just no nothing, no readings, no investigations. Um, I realize we have a lot of people needing help, and and I want to help every single one of them, but I also have to refresh me so I can actually be a better steward of the energy and and give the proper healing so we're just There's only one melissa and one brent <laughs> yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. quite thank god i don't think the world could take more of us but, <laughs> but now we're yeah we're just we're just going to keep helping as many people as we can and and doing as much out there in the community um doing stuff with you guys yeah. hopefully more more fun rad stuff and uh hopefully have us out anytime i mean even if we don't do the podcast i just oh, no, I, no. I just want to do a, a ride along you know yeah, i just no, love this so much and working with you guys i think we so. can we're actually looking i was looking at my calendar i was was talking to mrs brandon about i was looking at my calendar for what cases would be right and the ones that we have in the next few weeks like none of them felt quite right yeah some of them were just like they just want a mini reading and a blessing some want this and that so i want to find one that would fit um Mm -hmm. that would work because i do you know think that would be fine and the majority of our clients are maggots. I don't think any of them are going to complain. No, 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 no. If you if you were you know there to to learn the process and yeah. and, and do all of that, but you no, know, I mean next year's just full of adventure and a lot of excitement and good stuff. And I'm going to be doing my uh, continuing education again next June um, to develop my gift even more and work on that and. 
And I've got a science experiment that I'm working on. Yeah, he's doing his nerdy uh, science experiment. Ooh, looking yeah. for a, a candidate location to do do it in. We need a very strong, stable portal, something like the Winchester House. So we're thinking. So, hint, hint, Winchester, yeah. you want us? <laughs> yeah. well, what about the? Uh, what about the? Uh, there's somebody brought up this place, and I, you guys haven't been there yet. Um, the Martinez House. Oh, have you heard about that? I have heard in Sacramento. I have heard about that, and we've walked by it. So the Martinez House is a full of urban legend-ishness. It is, um, there's some parts and some information as far as like deeds and records. There wasn't even a family with the last name of Martinez that owned the house. Oh. Might have been some renters there at one point. There's nothing in as far as like document records. People say, oh, it was this and this. And there's all this urban legend surrounding it. People have created those epic stories. I walked by it. I looked at it. I felt the energy of potentially a residual energy of an older woman, but it just, it wasn't as, people are making it sound like it's Armageddon and it's just, there's not, to me. It looks kind of it's like creepy. damning, it, but it's, it, other it's, than that. It has a creepy look, but yeah. also I didn't feel anything that profound out of it. And no. so much has been hyped about it, um, but half of it's already been debunked okay. by people who have yep. researched it. Yeah. So we're still in search for a portal. Or yeah, some sort. so yeah, Dorothea Puentes, uh, the house, my neighbor. <laughs> yeah, they've, I'm probably looking for a public location. No, a public indoor location um, would be the requirements for this particular experiment, and they would ha- it would uh, um, I would have to have multiple days of access to it. It's a big experiment that I have in mind. Can you share any details, or is this uh, um, well, so top I, secret I at this I, time? It's not top secret. I will um, I will say this much on the air that it that it has to do. With uh, with measuring the radio frequency of the portal and uh, duplicating that measurement. Oh, so creating yeah. so you can create your own portals. Not so much creating the own portal as as documenting it. Okay. I, I think that I think that if I could get the the trifecta of measuring the the air pressure, the the EMF and static electricity of the thing, along with the radio frequency of the thing, if I can nail down those numbers and show that they shouldn't be in that space the way that they are, and I can and I can isolate that and show you know there's nothing worldly that's causing these numbers i can start to build a model of that portal and show people what it actually wow. looks, looks like and so that's the yeah. idea yeah, he's he's, cool. he's going mega nerdy which yeah it's kind of hot i think and it, quite <laughs> yeah. frankly i, I kind of like the nerdiness you yeah. know <laughs> it's getting hot in here Lo- lofty goals you know uh, we'll see talk nerdy to me <laughs> exactly that is the problem here right now <laughs> no wait, we're just it's just another year of adventure and you know i cannot think you guys enough especially you brandon i mean just the way you're helping us help the community and connect and just honoring our journey and hell being our friend i mean it's 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 amazing well thank you i i I, I wouldn't be i would i would i would be uh I wouldn't be telling you the truth if I said it was self- if I was being selfish. Aww. You know, I I just I love you guys so much. Aww. I just appreciate everything that we've done together. And not only uh, are you great people, but what you guys do it it touches me to my soul, mm-hmm. and it just it means so much. And that it helps people that's another amazing layer, of course. But I'm also super fascinated um, yeah. with with everything that you guys do. So thank you for letting me yep. into your world and uh, looking You're forward welcome. to many, many more. I think that there's that, that, just a two way street and the, the, the uh, whole rad crew, and, and of course, yourself and as Brandon, you are all just such wonderful, amazing people. That's why this works. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. All right, until next time, namaste, bitches. The rad. 
Broadcast.